The views expressed on Teacher Vision are those of the interviewee and interviewer and do not represent Screenlight Allies as a whole. Each sold separately, batteries not included, adults assembly required, and other disclaimers on television you've heard all the time apply here as well. Hello there! Welcome to Teach-A-Vision, where everyone has a different vision of learning. My name is Jose Brasino, welcoming you to episode number 8. It has definitely been a while since we released an episode, and I would like to apologize for that. Due to some personal circumstances, we had to put the podcast on hold. However, we are up and running and ready to go with some new surprises coming your way. So please stay tuned to this feed. Please stay tuned to our Facebook page, which, by the way, we would also like to apologize because as of this recording, the Facebook app on mobile does not seem to be showing our statuses. Again, we apologize for that inconvenience. That looks like a Facebook problem. So we hope that Facebook will eventually solve this issue. In the meantime, though, please stay tuned to our podcast feed. Take a look at our website every once in a while because the articles will appear on the homepage as they come out. So the new ones are at the very top. I encourage you to check out ScreenlessAllies.com, S-C-R-E-E-N-L-E-S-S-A-L-L-I-E-S.com, where you will learn how to fly as a blind person and how to use the Braille screen input function on your iOS device or Android device. But enough of the apologies and the technical difficulties. Let's get into teacher vision for this week. This week, we're going to start another interview with a teacher of the visually impaired, from Abilene, Texas. So we're still in Abilene, Texas. Thank you to Miss Sherry Lyon who recommended this teacher and we get to talk to her now. Her name is Dawn Stearns. On this episode, we're going to learn how she got started being a teacher of the visually impaired. And then we're also going to talk about what her teaching style is all about. All this and more right here on Teacher Vision by Screenless Allies. Ms. Don, thank you for helping me here on this interviewing adventure of TVIs. I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you having me. Let's start off with this basics here. Tell me a little bit about yourself in general outside the teaching career. Do you have any hobbies, any interests? Tell us a little bit about yourself in general. Well, I'm kind of boring. I really just enjoy spending time with my family and reading, and I love the outdoors. I like to go hiking and stuff like that. I don't really have any specific hobbies you say you like hiking so do you like to camp as well or just hike i prefer to camp in luxury <laughs> <laughs> so you're not the one that would go outside and be scared of, of bears and, and do that right no no but i i mean i would camp in a tent but i would probably prefer a cabin <laughs> okay so so you would do a tent if necessary yeah but not something that you would say oh yeah i'll definitely go in a tent yeah. What made you want to go into teaching? Have you always wanted to be a teacher or or tell me how you got into this field? Well, as far as the VI field, I had a kid with a visual impairment in my class and in researching and trying to figure out, you know, how to best educate this child, I found our region service center person and she kind of got me into the program and took off from there. What did you teach prior to, if you don't mind me asking? I taught special ed. I was in a behavior campus. So we had students that were special needs that had severe behavior problems. Okay, good thing you clarified that because whenever I think of behavior, I always think of like the correctional facilities, like for juvenile, you know, how you have alternative schools. Yeah, no, no, it, it wasn't that. They were in a public school setting, but they couldn't quite function at a regular school campus. So we had a specialized campus at that time. Now they're kind of spread out, you know, on each campus. But at that time, we had a specific campus. That definitely makes sense. So when you first started, 
in looking for a career or a degree, what made you want to choose teaching in general? Well, I just kind of happened upon that as well because I I had been laid off from the job that I had and it was at a treatment center for chemical dependency and I was looking for a job and I found a flyer about a child with autism that needed a home-based therapist and I hadn't even heard of autism at that time. So I started working in homes with children with autism and got into behavior analysis and then from there I found out about a master's in special education with a specialization in autism for teaching and so um, that's how I got my master's in education. Chemical analysis is more scientific related, right? More chemistry. That was for people with like addictions. It was kind of counseling. Okay. And so I always wanted to be in a helping field, but I switched from adults to kids. And I think that's perfect because I, I like kids much better. <laughs> well, I think adults also act like kids every once in a while, right? <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> we so yeah, you went for yeah, okay, so that never makes sense. So it's more like substance uh, I guess substance abuse if you want to yeah. very nicely. Uh, yes. So you got the people that sounded so like this all the time, man. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'm too high to even talk about this right now. Um, all right. So beforehand, did you have any interaction with someone who was blind or visually impaired prior to in your previous teaching job or was this kind of a dive in without knowing much? Well, like I said, I had a student in my class that I was really struggling with. And what I noticed was I was told to give him large print. And so that's what I did. And he came to me with like very large letters on worksheets to trace his name. And what I noticed was he was almost tracing the letters with his eye. And I thought, okay, if he needs it that big, then why is he moving his head to see it? I'm confused. And so that's when I started calling Brenda and I'm like, I don't know what to do. So she came into the classroom and started helping me. And then I started the Braille class and that was quite challenging. The Braille class and the eye anatomy class were the first classes that I took. That, yeah, that was going to lead to the next question. So when you saw Braille for the first time, what thought came across your head? I don't really remember. I know that it was very overwhelming. I mean, I was brailing like nine hours a day because I took the class at a very short period of time over the summer. And it was, I don't know, it was kind of overwhelming at first, but I love braille now. It's, it's just fascinating to me how people can read it with their fingers. I mean, it's difficult to learn to read it with your eyes, you know, visually, but I do see the braille letters like letters now. And so it kind of develops like that. And that's how it, I don't know, just became a very interesting thing to me. So you're not a tactile braille reader, correct? No, no. I can read it visually. Okay, perfect. So that definitely also responds to the question of you also have vision as well. So, yes. Um, all right. So now that's actually one thing I did not touch with the other TVIs. Can you explain a little bit about the eye anatomy class you took? It was really cool. I really enjoyed learning how the eyes connect to the brain and all of the layers of the eyes. And then we dissected a cow's eye, which I thought was really cool. In fact, I facilitated the Braille class for the next three years or so out at the service center. And so I got to dissect the cow's eye several more times <laughs> wow. with the people that were taking the class. Because I enjoyed anatomy and physiology initially in college, I think that's probably why the eye anatomy. And I kind of like brain stuff. So it's it's interesting to me. <laughs> 
So you don't get grossed out by an eye. You know, you look at an eye and ew. No. 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 Right. That helps. I guess the only reason I'm saying that is because my personal experience is when I mention, you know, that I'm totally blinded. I make the joke because everyone's like, so you have no eyes? And I'm like, you want to see? No, 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 no. (laughs) You know, it's, it's amazing how that works. Can you describe to me your teaching style with your students? How have you been able to teach a concept? to where students can understand. Each TBI I know has their different teaching styles. So can you describe yours for us? I like to think that I am very student-centered. I kind of go with, you know, their leading and, and the way that they're taking in the information. But I can also be stern, I guess. <laughs> that's funny because that's your last name and it's... <laughs> yeah, that's, that is funny. And I like to use data to kind of lead my choices for goals and things like that so that I know where I'm going. I need to see it to know, you know, what they've mastered and what's next. And so I like that kind of thing, but I do like to make it fun for the kids. I feel like kids learn so much better when they're having fun, when they're playing a game or they're competing against themselves. So I use data in that way too, to have, you know, okay, you know, 15 contractions today let's next week let's have you know 25 contractions you know things like that just so that they can and make graphs with them i mean they they like to make things like that too so then they're they are learning to read a graph at the same time that they are learning contractions and kind of competing against their own score right and of course just to clarify for the audience when she means contractions it's braille contractions yes uh, yeah because that on earlier episodes as well so y'all can go back to those and then come back and play this episode, or you can rewind and listen to it from the beginning, or you can go eat something else and go listen to the episode another time. Up to you. Can you tell me about a time where you actually can say, the student said, I had a lot of fun? Well, I think that a lot of the kids all over our region have enjoyed when we did like O&M Day or Low Vision Day at the Region Service Center. And we used to do like a Christmas party and we would just infuse all kinds of functional skills into the crafts and the cooking. And we would include braille recipes and just different things where they were using their devices and using their low vision or functional skills to have fun, to play and to cook and to make things. And they had a karaoke thing one time at the Christmas party and the kids absolutely loved that. Oh, wow. And it was definitely accessible. I mean, you definitely was able to get them to go independently up on top of the stage. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. It was, do that, that's awesome. It was very cool. Would you say that it requires, you know, being in this field requires a lot of creativity? Absolutely. Because when I got done with school, I had no idea what I was doing. I mean, I had the basics, but it's different when you go into a classroom and work with a student and try to make everything accessible. That is a lot of on the fly, make it up as you go. <laughs> how can I make this accessible? And then a lot of research. I mean, finding out how other people did it. I still do a lot of that. But in the beginning, I mean, I had no idea. And so I talked to Brenda Lee all the time and I talked to other TVIs and I looked on the internet and, you know, just gathered ideas of how can we make this particular concept accessible to my students? How long have you been a TVI? First things first, I forgot to ask you that question. Eight years. So in these eight years that you've been a TVI, what do you think has evolved over the years of you teaching, like in regards to like your teaching style? Of course, data, I know definitely evolved, but are there any other things for you that you'd say, oh yeah, this is definitely different than eight years ago and I have to teach it differently or I have to be a little bit more creative with it this point? 
I think for me, technology is the big thing because there's so much new technology coming out. And I mean, trying to learn it all is like, it's impossible. But <laughs> so, I mean, I think technology is what has evolved the most. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Being in the school system, I'll give you guys an example. Being in the old school system, you know, back then I had the what was known as a Braille note taker, which basically was a personal, a little computer that was a more blindness optimized computer. And it had an outdated version of of Windows back in the day. It was called the Braille Note, and it was just a Braille device. It had about 32 cells of Braille. That was more of a PDA with like all these word processors, planner, like a basic you would find on a laptop. It was just optimized for blind. Nowadays, you have the laptop at your fingertips with a screen reader, and you also have, and it's not, I think you told me off record, that you have the Mantis Q40, which is a Braille display that has a QWERTY keyboard on it that would be used to connect to a screen reader and you could use that device with braille you don't see that from 10 years ago yeah no the thing that i have figured out i think is that the students that are the most successful have a huge tool bag <laughs> they have in their repertoire a, a an ability to use all kinds of different pieces of technology because sometimes whatever their professor or teacher is providing is not accessible with a MacBook. Maybe it's not accessible on this certain platform or whatever. So I think that being able to use a computer and being able to use a Braille note and some kind of Braille output device and being able to actually read Braille <laughs> uh, right. very well is, is hugely important. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Teacher Vision by Screenless Allies. See you on the next one. Meanwhile, you can check out our website at screenlessallies.com. S-C-R-E-E-N-L-E-S-S-A-L-L-I-E-S.com. Check out our Facebook, facebook.com slash screenlessalliesofficial. And most importantly, please tell your friends about us. And if you have any suggestions or comments or questions, you can definitely email those to info at screenlessallies.com. We'll see you next time. And thank you for listening.